Okay, tonight I just wanted to bring something. You know, we as Christians, or most Christians, believe in Satan. We believe there is a devil. But you know there are so many people out there that do not believe in Satan. And I'm talking about some pastors. I was reading an article that they had done a survey. It's called the Barner Group. And they do different surveys and churches and, and different things, mostly of religious organizations, this and that. And they was talking about a number of pastors that does not believe in Satan. You know, and that to me, I don't know how they cannot believe in Satan. And when the Bible tells them that Satan is real, that Satan is there. He's here today, and many of them will avoid talking about him. They will avoid sermons on hell. And we know there's a hell. Jesus told us there was a hell. Jesus told us he created it. He knows what hell is. He created for Satan and his demons. But sometimes men got so carried away and got caught up in the things of Satan there's going to be many human beings that's going to be there too. There's going to be actually, they seem to think there's going to be more people in hell than there is heaven. And you know, <clears throat> this was so important to Jesus that when he walked this earth that he spoke more and taught more about hell than he did heaven. And why do you think that is? Because of how terrible and how bad hell is going to be. And he wants to make sure we understand it, that we know hell is real just as heaven is real. And that we go to heaven and not have a life or, a, or an eternity of punishment and a burning pit of fire. And uh, he was very concerned about many people and their walk, their beliefs, why they would not believe. And so that's why I said he preached more on hell than he did heaven, trying to make people understand there is a hell. There is. And you don't want to go there. But once you get in hell, there's no exits. They say there are no exit signs in hell. So, but I, that is, I've entitled this, Is Satan Real? And like I said, uh, most people that are not churched or maybe even in church. What do you think about Satan? Oh, you mean that guy that got, got them horns and runs around in that little red suit with that pitchfork? See, that's what they associate Satan to. And that's what Satan wants. Satan, and most of these people do not believe, that they, they think that, that uh, Satan is a symbol of evil, and he is, but he's also a real being. He's a created being. God created him. You know, it's hard to believe. We wonder, well, God, why did you create him knowing what he was going to do? I don't think any of us can answer that but God. But, you know, it started out. Most people think, or theologians think, that Satan, back then they called him Lucifer. He was the music leader in heaven. 
They, they talk about in the Bible, they talk about his trebles or his voice, how beautiful his voice was. And that he was God's, we'll just call it, he was God's music leader in heaven. And then when the angels got to worshiping God and falling down before him, Lucifer became jealous. Hey, I want that. I can do what he's doing. I want to rise above God. And when he started that, then God disowned him as an as a angel of light. He was called an angel of light. And two, to show you how powerful and the, and the way that Satan can tempt a person Think of this. We don't have no idea. They think there was just upon trillions of angels. Satan convinced one-third of them to walk away from God and follow him. How many human beings has Satan convinced to walk away from God and follow him? Yes, Satan is real. He is, he is a, he's a demon. He, he knows nothing but evil. That's all he's ever known. That's all he's ever done. And, you know, even God has been at war with Satan nearly ever since he was created. Because he did, you know, whenever Satan came against God wanting to uh, take God's place, a war broke out in heaven. And I'm going, to, I'm going to read that to you in just a minute. This shows what happened. Everything. But uh, <clears throat> it's often been said that one of the devil's greatest tricks or schemes is that he has convinced so many people that he doesn't exist. There's so many people, like I said, they, they don't believe he's existed. If you don't believe something exists, you don't pay any attention to it. You're going to blame somebody else. Many things that Satan does, people blame God. Because they don't think Satan's real. They think it's God. God's got blame for a lot of stuff that he didn't do because of Satan. And, and God takes care of these things. And he said, uh, <clears throat> like I said, Satan does not want you to think he's real. He doesn't want you to believe he's real. Because you don't pay, like I said, you don't pay any attention to anything that you don't believe is real. You just kind of shove it off and go on. Well, that's not real. I'm not paying attention to that. And he can do about anything he wants to. And you don't pay any attention to it. But Satan is real. And he really does exist. Just as surely as God exists. Like I said, God created him. God knows he's real. God knows he exists. We've been told in the Bible, Satan is real, Satan exists. It says that, 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 that God cannot lie, and what God speaks is truth. And he's told us Satan is real. He's dealt with him. He knows. You know, Satan isn't just a vague and personal force in this world. He is real. He's not just a thought about thing. 
He is totally real. He has a real personality, just like the Holy Spirit does. You know, there's a lot of people, even, you know, when I was talking about it, it really disappointed me. But when I was talking about reading that about that uh, survey, many people do not even believe in the Holy Spirit. I thought, man. And they say some pastors don't believe it. I don't even know how they can stand in that pulpit and not believe in the Word of God. I don't know what they're doing up there. But uh, Satan, he can think and he can make decisions and do things just like you can. We think, we make decisions, we do things. Satan is able to do the same things. He has. He can make a decision of what he wants to do. And Satan is nowhere near as powerful as God. Nowhere near. Satan, <clears throat> excuse me, he is, not, he, he is not omnipresent. He can't be everywhere at one time. God can. He's not omnipotent. All-powerful. God is. He's not <clears throat> omnipresent. Like I said, he, he, God can be everywhere at one time. Satan cannot. How does Satan do these things? How does he know these things? We don't know how many demons that Satan's got. But those demons are watching us. You see, and, and I, I mentioned this the other day about Satan. Many people ask, well, can he read our mind? I'm just going to tell you out, no, he can't. He cannot read your mind. He, he's not all-knowing like God is. God can read your mind. He knows your thoughts and the things you're going to do before you ever think them, before you do them. Satan can't do that. But Satan's got his little demons out there. They watch you. How does he know sometimes what I'm thinking? Because it's what, like I said, it's what you speak out of your mouth. These little demons hear it, they report it back. Satan cannot read your mind. But the demons hear what you say. Sometimes that's why we really got to watch what we say. You know, I, I, I use that example because I guess I had it happen to me before. Years and years ago. And well, we've talked about forgiveness and unforgiveness, but that's when I was going through a spell of, I guess I just call it unforgiveness for a certain thing. And I, you know, it seemed like I'd say, you know, I just can't stand that person. I don't want to be around them. I don't want to see them or nothing. It seemed like every time I turned around, there they were. It's just like the little demon. Oh, you can't stand that person. Oh, you don't like that person. You don't want to be around that person. Every time I turned around, that person was there. How in the world does that happen? Did, did uh, Satan read my mind? And then I got to studying on that. And I didn't know. But like I said, there were so many angels. A third of them are demons. They travel and work with Satan. They're like an army. There's, there's different ranks, just like God's got different ranks. He's got the archangels that's right, you know. Look at Michael. You know, it, uh, he's God's more or less, he takes care of the hard stuff. He's a strong angel. He's that warrior, warring angel. Then you got Gabriel. 
Well, he's, he's really God's messenger angel. You know, it was Gabriel that went to Mary and told her that she was going to have a child and his name would be Jesus. That was Gabriel. But just like God's got a rank, and Satan's even got a trinity. you got Satan, you're going to have the Antichrist, and the beast. He wants to copy God. He wants to be like God. He wants to have what God's got. And he's going to do everything he can to copy God. And the thing about it is, whatever the tribulation does get here, and the Antichrist is in control, that Antichrist is going to have a whole lot of power. Satan is going to empower him to do a number of things. Do y'all realize that the Antichrist is going to be killed? He's going to heal himself and come back to life. Talk about going to impress a lot of people. Look at the power he has. Look at what he can do. He's going to be able to do signs, wonders, and miracles just like Jesus did. They said that's what Jesus said. That, that was one of Jesus' main things he did is he walked in signs, miracles, and wonders. He turned so many people to believe in who he was through his signs, miracles, and wonders. That's exactly what the Antichrist is going to do, turn more people toward him because of his signs, miracles, and wonders and what he can do on this earth. They're going to think, hey, he is like God. He is a God. He is God. And he's going to have a number of followers. But yes, Satan is real. And we have to, we have to realize this, that everything that Satan does is evil. Name me one good thing Satan has done. Name me one good thing in the Bible you've read about that Satan has done. That's good. He hadn't. Satan is totally evil. That's all he knows. That's what he does. He hates God because he can't be like God. He can't be God. God won't allow it. God won't let him. He'll never let him. And so that just makes Satan that much angrier and what does he do? He can't do nothing to God. Who does he take it out of? You and me. Because God loves us so much, that's Satan's way of trying to punish God is by harming us, those that God loves. And uh, <clears throat> so, but, yeah, Satan is totally evil, and he opposes everything that God does. He tries to come against whatever God does. But don't think of Satan as just an evil person in a red suit and a forked tail because he's much, much greater and powerful than that. But see, that's what he wants us to think. He is not real. I don't know how that ever got started, how they ever pictured Satan as, as the devil in that little red suit, wearing those horns, carrying that pitchfork around. But that's the way people think about it. You say, oh, I wonder what Satan looks like. Oh, yeah, he's got those horns. He wears a little red suit. He carries that pitchfork. That's the first thing that they'll associate Satan to. And, uh, but Satan is a powerful spiritual being whose goal is to turn us away from God. That's his goal. That's what he wants, to turn us away from God, to make us walk away from God. 
You know, Satan wants us to resist God and God's goodness. You know, that's what God is. God is, he is goodness. He is love. Matter of fact, the Bible says God is love. When you picture love, think about God because there is no more love in this world than God himself. And, uh, <clears throat> but like I said a while ago, Satan is no way equal with God. But in ways that we don't see, Satan is engaged in a constant conflict with God. We don't see it. But Satan and God are in a constant conflict, and it's over us. It's over us. It's what Satan wants to do. Y'all remember uh, back in the book of Job. Job was talking to some angels. All cut, here comes Satan. And he was, he was talking with Job. And here comes Satan. God loves Satan. Where have you been? Satan just said, been walking to and fro throughout the earth, seeking whom I may devour. That's, that's what Satan does. He goes through the earth. And Satan said something about Job. And, and, and God said, you know, Satan, this man is very loyal. He loves me. And he will walk with me no matter what happens. He said, I will even let you try him. But the only thing you can't do is take his life. And then Satan said something. He said, there is nothing I can do to Job because you've got your hedge of protection around him. I can't get through that. God even removed his hedge of protection from Job. But he told Satan, you cannot touch his life. Satan killed all of Job's family, had his livestock killed. Job was very rich. And when Satan got through, he had nothing. But he never, ever, denied God, never turned his back on God, he worshiped God, he prayed to God, he loved God. Matter of fact, Job was going through some things and he was he was suffering. He was hurt. Job's wife come to him and told him, said, Job, why don't you just curse God and die? That was his, that was her attitude. Job wouldn't do it. But she did. She died. And you know, after all this was over, and God restored Job and said he had twice as much as he ever had. Because he walked with God, he did not deny God, he stayed with God. He had twice of what he ever had before uh, Satan took it away. So God is still in the blessing business too. He still loves us. But you know, we have to realize we can't take Satan lightly. He is our enemy, and he's a deadly enemy. He wants to destroy you, and he wants to destroy your family, your loved ones. He just totally wants to destroy everything that God has created, and that's us. And even Jesus tells us this. This is Jesus, and I've, I've, I've quoted this here a number of times, but it is so important because it's Jesus speaking. He's telling us about Satan. Here in John 10, 10, it says, for the thief, or Satan, comes not but to, for to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's his job, to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And then Jesus said, but I have come that you may have life and have it in an abundance. 
So we got a choice. We can believe Jesus, rebuke Satan, and walk with Jesus and have an abundant life. You know, a lot of people think abundant life. They're thinking riches, money, and all this. A lot of it is strictly being in the presence, knowing that you belong to God. And he's watching over you. He's taking care of you. You know, money is not everything. Yes, we have to have money. But money is not everything. God said, I can supply all of your needs according to Jesus Christ's riches and glory. You know, I want to, tell, I want to thank y'all. This church, I have never, ever preached a sermon on tithing. Never. And y'all have been so good. This church was paid off debt-free six months early. God blessed us, and we was able to take care of it. We had a $1,200-some-odd-dollar monthly bill payment on this church. That's gone. We don't have that no more. The church is paid for. It's free and clear because of your generosity and like I said, we're not a big church, but you're a giving church. You've blessed this church. And I think that y'all blessing this church, God has blessed you. You know, it says we can't outgive God, and we can't. God is a giving, loving God. He sees our needs, He meets our needs. And when we meet God's needs, you know, like I said, God doesn't need our money. But we have to have it in order to pay the electricity, pay the water, and all the other things that come in. But God cleared us of a debt that we don't have anymore. And it makes it a whole lot easier for everything else. So again, thank y'all for being obedient to God. And not listening to the devil. Trying to, what? You could take that tithe and you could go over here and do this and you could do that. You could spend it here and you could spend it there. You don't have to give it to that church, but you did. And the church is very appreciative of your support. And like I said, I thank y'all tremendously for what y'all have done and how y'all have freed this church out of a debt because of your generosity, because of your giving. And, you know, if you stop and think about it, that was God giving to you that you could give. And, uh, but no, we have an enemy out there that is relentless. And here, the Bible tells us in Ephesians 6.12, it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. In other words, we are not each other's enemy. We're not each other's enemy. But we wrestle and fight against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness in high places. We wrestle and fight against the wickedness of Satan. Because he comes against the church harder than anything else. You know, you take individual, well, I don't ever have a problem, but these are people that don't know God. These are people not serving God. Satan's already got them. That's not who he's after. 
He's after you and he's after me because we're Christians because we love God and we serve God and he don't like that. So he comes against us. So you might as well be ready. You're going to have problems. Matter of fact, Jesus said you will have tribulations in this world. I had them. You're going to have them. And we do. We run into problems. But we also got a God that can take care of those problems. And uh, he is with us. And, but we are at war daily with Satan. Think about it. You probably are daily facing something in your life that Satan has put there. We face Satan daily. But when our faith and our trust is in God, we can come against Satan. We can rebuke, we can resist him in the name of Jesus. And it says when we rebuke him and resist him in the name of Jesus, he must flee. So you're not doing it in your power. You're doing it in the power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Satan's had his run-ins with Jesus, and he ain't won a battle yet. He's had his run-ins with God, and he ain't, run, he ain't won a battle. He never will. I told you a while ago that even God had a war with Satan in heaven. Over in Revelations chapter 12, verse 7 through 12, it talks about this war. I'm going to read it to you. It is God's angels versus Satan's angels and Satan. <clears throat> Here, Revelations 12, 7 through 12. I mean, excuse yeah, 12, 7 through 12. Is that? Mm -hmm. And there was war in heaven. Michael, that, that's his warring angel, that's the archangel. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, Satan, and the dragon fought and his angels. So Michael and his angels fought against Satan and his angels. And Satan's angels prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon, Satan, was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world. That's his job, to deceive, to destroy. You know, over in the Bible, he's called Abalon. You know what Abalon means? Abalon means the destroyer. He was called Abalon, the destroyer. And he talked about Satan. It says, who is to see the whole world. He was cast out of heaven into the earth. And his angels were cast out with him. Now this is John speaking. He said, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven. This is God speaking. This is who John's hearing talk. He said, I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Satan was going before God accusing each one of us every time we made a mistake. Can you see that? Satan going to God. God, did you see Juanita? Did you see what she just did? 
and she claims to be your child, Lord God, you ought to come down on her strong. You need to just get rid of her. That's my child. She's forgiven. But he would go against, and he would, he would condemn us to God, trying to get God to destroy us because he couldn't. And then here in verse 11 it says, And they, the people, the angels, said, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. They was ready to die and not forsake God. He said, we have to realize that ever, excuse me, Well, they're supposed to be in, oh, here it is. Verse 12. Now listen to this. It tells us where Satan is. It says, Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you that dwell in them. And I just kind of made a little note here. Rejoice because Satan has been ejected from heaven. He's not here no more. You're not dealing with him. But now listen to what God says. But woe, warning to the inhibitors of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you. He's here. Having great wrath or having great anger because God cast him out. Because he knows that he has but a short time. So he's got a short time to try to kill, steal, and to destroy. So he's going to do all he can in that short time to eliminate us, to come against us, to harm God's people, because he just has a short time. That's what he says right here. The devil has come down unto you having great wrath because he knows that he has but a short time. He don't have it much longer. Before, before he is thrown into the lake of fire. But he's done away with totally and completely. You know, the most important thing that we need to remember or to know about Satan is that he is a defeated foe. He's already been defeated. He knows he's defeated, but he keeps going. He's going to do everything he can to take the very last person he can. His defeated foe by Jesus' death, resurrection, his burial. Christ overcame all the powers of death and evil. And someday soon, his victory will be complete. And that's when Satan is cast into the lake of fire. He will never be again. He will never again bother any of us. He will never again be in heaven. He'll never enter heaven. And the thing about it is, when we enter heaven, the new heaven, the new Jerusalem, do y'all realize there will be absolutely no sin in heaven? It's just going to be joy and glory and the presence of God. No sin, no sickness, no death, no, no crying, no tears. It says, for all these former things have passed away. There will be none of it. That's the only thing we're going to know is joy and the love of God and His presence. They say there won't even be a sun or a moon. 
What about light? God will be our light. His glory will light up the new earth. We're told in the Bible that one of the reasons Jesus came was to destroy the works of the devil, and he did. On the cross, he destroyed the works of the devil. Here in 1 John 3, 8, it tells us, He that commits sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the very beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, or he was brought forth in the flesh on this earth to do what he did, and that was to destroy Satan. That he might destroy the works of the devil. Jesus came to destroy Satan and to give us salvation and eternal life. So a warning is what they tell us. It says here, do not ever turn your back on what Christ has done for you, but by your faith put your life and your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and claim him as your Lord and Savior. Yes, Satan's real. He's going to come against us. But we also have someone that's on our side that is so much more powerful than Satan. And that's God Almighty. He loves us. His hand is on us. His protection is around us. Satan's going to have a very difficult time for those who believe in God. Now, those who don't believe in God, It's going to be a sad day. It's going to be a sad situation. God's warned us. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. Pretty clear. If we've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we have eternal life. If we have not and we don't believe in Jesus, we have eternal hell. I hope every one of us truly in our heart believes Lord Jesus Christ and every one of us have accepted him as our Lord and Savior. And if you have, glory to God, you've got a place in heaven. Your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. You have eternal life. Just think of the reunion we're going to have one day. Just think of it. Those that have gone on before us, you're never going to have to say goodbye again. It's just going to be just such a time it's hard to imagine. Some of the reunions we have right here on earth, they're great, they're wonderful, but they're over just a short time. But you know, in heaven, they're never over. We're there for all eternity with our loved ones. So, but anyway, I wanted to bring this to you tonight. Yes, Satan is real. And we need to believe that and know it. And put our faith and our trust in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father God, thank you so much, Lord, for telling us about Satan, that he is a real being. But Lord, he's powerful, but Lord, he's nowhere near you. Lord, you are our, you are our refuge, you are our fortress, you are our place of safety. So Lord, when we have problems and Satan tries to come against us, Father, you are our refuge and we run into you. And Lord, your hands, your arms of protection are spread out, ready to receive us. Lord, thank you for loving us, for protecting us, and Lord, just keeping us safe. 
Lord, thank you for your healings, for your signs, your miracles, and your wonders, for everything you do in our life. Lord, we love you. We thank you. And Lord, again, walk with us. Keep us safe. Put your hedge of protection around us. And Lord, bless us. And Lord, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.